Oh, it's cracking, lovely people. Welcome to the Big Feed Up HQ podcast. I'm your host, Matt Gardner, and I'm a nutritional therapist by trade, specialising in sports nutrition. Thank you for downloading and listening in. The podcast generally focuses on nutrition, movement, outdoor experiences, and at this point I have over 130 episodes up and available to you. So, after you listen to this one, look back and see some of the other titles, see what titles resonate with you, and I hope you find something useful. So there's an opportunity to join the Supporting Champions Graduate Membership Programme. Steve Ingham, the founder of Supporting Champions, has worked in professional sport for over 25 years, having led and managed over a thousand practitioners and support staff. Steve and his team have identified that there is a gap in skills, mindset and experience in graduates and Supporting Champions are leaning in and offering an online solution. Steve has been on my podcast before and you can find the link to that episode in my show notes. I pass on an online version of Steve's book, The First Hurdle, to every graduate and person looking to find a role in sports performance who contacts me. I wish there was a membership programme in the community like this when I came out of college and university. So use the link in my show notes to sign up before November the 2nd, 2020, if you'd like to benefit from the content and the community. And at this point, I must make it clear that I'm an affiliate and I am commissioned if you buy through this link. The show is also supported by 33 Fuel, who produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products. Use Matt 10 at checkout for 10% off your first order. I've just made Moulton purchases of their Ultimate Greens powder, energy energy bars, energy drinks uh, for my cycling, my running. Take a look and I hope you find something useful. If you like the show, please share it with someone. Ultimately, it's the only way the show will grow. And also, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or SoundCloud and leave me a comment or review. That would be mega. Okay, today I have Liam Holmes on the show. Liam is a performance nutritionist and owner of PH Nutrition. He has experiences in the Premier League and international football, as well as coaching CrossFit game athletes. The majority of his time is spent helping the everyday athlete look and perform better alongside trying to simplify the confusion, uh, the confusing world of nutrition for people. I've been looking forward to getting Liam on the show and as always, I hope you enjoy a wide ranging conversation. Liam, it's awesome to have you on the show, mate. Long time coming. Welcome to the Big Feed Up HQ podcast. Thank you very much, bud. Uh, I'm super excited to be on this pod. Uh, yeah, looking forward to, to, to getting into a few things. No, I know. We, we've caught up, obviously, a little bit offline. We've known each other for a few years, but I think it would be brilliant to hear how you got into becoming a performance nutritionist, and then we can go into a few topics. Yeah. Yeah, mate, I won't, I won't bore the listeners too much, but basically I left, uh, left school, went to uni, did a uh, sports therapy. Obviously, we had an insane CPD budget. It was very, very lucky. <laughs> so when I wanted to, to kind of progress my career, I started to, to do my master's in nutrition, exercise and nutrition science. So did that, made the stars aligned with a strength and conditioning coach that was running the nutrition program at the time, left like literally as I was doing my course. Mm. My boss basically said, do you want to run the, the program and chuck me in at the deep end? And, and then I never really looked back. So I ran the nutrition program at Fulham for a bit, 
worked for Republic of Ireland uh, and then moved on to Spurs uh, and was Spurs for three years. And it was then I started to transition into to doing a bit of private work and getting into CrossFit and you know, bits and pieces with that um, and, uh, and set up PH Nutrition while I was at Spurs. And yeah, then it just kind of snowballed, mate. And uh, I left Spurs maybe three or four years ago now. Uh, which was a pretty tough decision, and uh, and then set up PH Nutrition, rode the CrossFit wave a little bit, and uh, and here I am now talking to you on the on the pod. Mate, it's fantastic. We had a few little sound issues before you started speaking about uh, working with Fulham, so I think we lost you. But was there anything before that that you mentioned that the listeners should hear about? So I I introduced you, and then obviously um it cut out slightly, but then. No, no, we're absolutely fine. We'll just let it keep rolling. But you went into, obviously, speaking about working with Fulham and Tottenham, um, leaving there, starting your business, and that's how, obviously, we yeah. met. Um, what, were your, what, were your, um, what were your kind of learnings, and, and, and did you talk a little bit about your studying before, oh, before mate, I going into... It was just like, I, I originally trained in sports therapy. That's it. And uh, it was just, mate, it was literally, like, during my time at Fulham, I... We had a really great CBD budget, and I was just was reading about nutrition. And back, you know, this was maybe going to sound old, but maybe eight years, nine years, ten years ago now. Yeah. And nutrition wasn't at the forefront of everybody's kind of uh, thought process, and it was relatively new. Um, even even in elite sport, you'd be surprised. And um, it was just then I started to, to kind of just be more passionate about it, and, and just start to see the effect of it. So did my masters in exercise nutrition science, and then and then just kind of went from there really. Fantastic. And if, mate, if we dive into the kind of coalface of working with a few of the footballers, obviously everyone knows those clubs and they're pretty prestigious. But for you, going in there, like you said, you had that passion of nutrition um, and you're working as a, as a support team member. How did you find doing group work with players or one-to-one with players? Um, because obviously there's there's a lot to bring out there, but the more I listen to some of these people who have worked in sports nutrition with high, high profile footballers, it's just trying to gain their trust. Really? Oh, how, how was that? If we touch on that for a few minutes? Yeah, mate, you nailed it. It is about trust. And you know, these guys can eat at the best restaurants and they, you know, they are real specimens. Most, like a lot of them. Uh, so how I worked was I was chucked in right at the deep end. You know, I didn't really have that much experience. And again, this whole world was relatively new. So what I wanted to do was to try and make almost like a, like a quick win, an early win, to be like, get them on board. And we do this again with our clients now. Like you need to, you need to make a change. Otherwise, and then, you know, if it's a positive change, then you get that buy-in, you get that trust. And so that's what I did. That was a real kind of focus point. So. It was about not trying to like pull the wool over their eyes and just be like, you know, oh, I can do this, I can make you this. It was about building trust. And uh, we did, w- when I got the, the role, I was looking at what can I do that's going to be unique, but also how can we make things simple for them? You know, when you're working in teams, for anybody that is working in teams, you've got to look at like kind of team-based strategies rather than like individual, because we had like 40 players. Mm. So if I'm trying to do individual plans for each one of them, it was just going to get way too much work. So you've got to look at team strategy. So we nailed down like the breakfast options at training, made sure that every single person was having, you know, uh, proper workout nutrition. And the, the lunch menu, we, we really like honed in on that to make it specific for the day, specific choices for different people's body composition goals or, or whatever. And so we, we actually created an environment where when we had control of them, we could make them 
basically make better choices um, rather than being like, oh, you need to worry about eating 200 grams of protein this, this, this at this time. And then when, when they went away from the training ground, can they take meal boxes away? Can we get them to have food delivery, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So it was just creating an environment that, that was, uh, that, that was, you know, the whole people kind of bought, the whole players bought into it mm. um, rather than the individuals. And then we looked at like, you know, we were one of the first to do DNA genetic testing. We used functional medicine testing. I was really lucky. The lab for Genova Diagnostics was literally down the end of the road. Wow. So um, we started to do more, you know, this kind of elite level stuff um, and looking at, you know, like individualizing it from that point of view. Um, and, you know, that, that kind of really got us, that really got me that buy-in and trust. So when you're looking at, you know, for those that are looking at teams-based stuff, it's got, you've got to create the environment and make it, conducive to like people wanting to eat healthy and if you don't conform then you get kind of called out on it because then that kind of makes that you know that environment just the norm you know it was the norm to come in and eat breakfast but eat these types of foods rather than just like a bowl of cornflakes so that's what that was my kind of initial focus point so uh, yeah, it was pretty challenging some you always get some challenging players yeah agreed. <laughs> but most of the time it was uh it was uh you know it was pretty good because it's just the way you word it as well. Like you know, it's uh, if you can if you can get that you know, and focus on performance or speed or recovery or this is going to affect you in this way. You know, usually the players they all want to be faster, stronger, more powerful, recover better. So you know, definitely, the way you kind of word it was was pretty important. Interesting. So yeah, what I'm hearing is you you tried to nurture that that culture and obviously the accountability of getting everyone to to eat well to support performance and recovery. And then it sounds like. You didn't want to leave anything up to chance. So obviously, once they're away from the club, um, you can educate them. But ultimately, they're adults; they make their own decisions and things. But when they're in when they're in that environment, you had the opportunity for them to to make those healthy choices, and then obviously not leave things up to chance. I had a good conversation with a a um, yeah a, a a young guy that's working um sorry that's like competing in motorsports at the moment, and we and we were discussing that whole that whole concept that, that you kind of alluded to there of just preparation and then making the environment work for you and then not getting to these three, four, five days of, of practice and racing and just seeing what's around you. So yeah. that was that was the yeah. thing. So I had that in my little heading, you know, my little presentation that I sent him afterwards, yeah. you know, try not to leave your nutrition up to chance um, yeah. and put the put the foot forward so but it's different obviously in football because of the setup and the money and like you said you're you're there and other support team members are there team chef but it does all come down to that doesn't it you have all the fancy tools and all the all the great tasting food made by a professional but it is you know it's yeah. putting those building blocks into place mate that's you know that's brilliant so I was keen to touch on that because of your experiences um, and and I know obviously you're not working in that in that elite football environment anymore, but I think it's interesting, and you've probably taken a lot of stock over to now the people you work with, your everyday athletes in in PH Nutrition and the Nutrition Hub that we'll get into, mate. Yeah, mate, massively. Look, if you're talking about environment, it's probably more important for for you know for us all now to to focus on rather than you know elite athletes, because when we talk about environment, it's not necessarily you know there's there's different environments your home environment your work environment social environment now if your environment is set up to help you achieve your goals that's going to make it so much easier you know it whereas if you're constantly having to fight that then it's going to be really challenging to achieve whatever goal you want now 
for example, if you were a weekend warrior or if you're a new mom or a new dad or whatever, if, you're, or if, you're, if your partner isn't on board with what you're trying to do, your home environment isn't then conducive. If you've got a treat cupboard or your, you know, your partner always wants to order takeaways, you know, it's, <laughs> it's going to be hard. So you've got to try and create these environments work, you know, with Sally's always bringing in donuts every, you know, day for, or it's always someone's birthday. <laughs> so less so these days in the office, but, um, you know, that, that environment is very, very challenging because you're constantly having to use willpower. So this is where environment, yeah, we can talk about calories and macros, but that's what, why I took from elite sport, create that environment, make it easy, make it streamlined for people to make better choices. Um, and then, you know, then it's uh, then it's just a norm. Um, and you can do this in your, you, I encourage people to do that at home. And that's you know, how we would work with, with, uh, with everyday athletes and, and, and normal people. Agreed, agreed. And if you're listening to this lovely people, you can follow uh, PH Nutrition on Instagram. And I liked your most recent video, mate, around uh, thinking about how to eat on rest days. And it was, it's a yep. nice, like you said, you, you pull the environment out on the whiteboard, you give people an example of three days of training or four to five days of training, you know, people that are a bit higher. Um, and then you just, you, you take that 30,000 foot view on things and, and, and you're looking into it and you're thinking about the variables and stuff. So if you are someone that, learns visually or likes to kind of watch these five six minute videos you know you guys are starting to produce more of that um which is fantastic mate so if we if we touch on that point um of someone's environment changing if i put you in the hot seat for a for a few minutes um you're a new dad so how uh obviously you know you you eat how you eat to perform how you perform so we don't have to go into obviously the complete nitty-gritty about your daily diet and things but what was that like um for the for the first little while becoming a new dad and obviously trying to do your job you know work with people run a team um and and you know yeah. you like we had a good conversation about how your business is growing and growing and it's uh it's an interesting time for you so how were there challenges are there still challenges in your environment trying to keep all that together mate what's going on there yeah mate a hundred percent like it's it's been amazing obviously you know my son is now five weeks old and it's still very much in that newborn, you know, everything's a bit chaotic. However, uh, I, get, I still just try to simplify things. It, it's, you know, at times I have eaten like a bit of a student, just grabbing things here and there and some weird combinations going down. Um, but it's, uh, and yeah, I, I've had to reprioritize what's, you know, uh, kind of my week. Um, so my training has taken a huge hit, but, you know, I just, I don't now, uh, want to, I, I don't now spend 30 minutes warming up for a snatch, you know, or doing clean and jerks. I literally go in and do a bit of bodybuilding and a bit of strength work because it's efficient. My nutrition, again, I try to simplify things. And I, you know, people just often say to me, is it bad to eat the same thing every day? Um, and I'm like, no, if, it, if that thing is good and nutritious, then keep it consistent because I've removed that decision stress. So I eat pretty much the same breakfast pretty much the same kind of snacks, maybe lunch very slightly. But what we've tried to do is just simplify things and be like, nutrition is there to help us because you need, I think I think people can, especially when environment changes or like a newborn um, comes along, we can often then put nutrition right on the back burner and the quality goes. So I've just tried to keep the quality, um, but maybe like I'm not tracking, I'm not, you know, worrying about the amounts kind of thing. You know, I'm just making sure that the quality is there and, uh, and that I'm, I'm trying to eat in a regular pattern because 
you're up for a long time, like, you know, broken sleep. If you're not kind of consistently, you know, uh, eating good quality food, then you can get these drops in energy. So I've been, I've been managing it okay. Uh, there are times when you know, it's been a bit difficult, but um, like I said, just reprioritize stuff. Some of I, I actually had a conversation with a client the other day about this. I'm like, you've got to cultivate and earn, like, or cultivate the skill to be able to eyeball stuff. So I have worked really, really hard in my career to be able to be like, I know how much I should be eating. I know what I should be doing. And I know I can grab and go things. So like certain things I don't have to cook. So I've done that, um, which has allowed me to kind of like, you know, not put priority on nutrition. Like it's not my primary focus. So, you know, it's, it's still ticking along. Um, same as training. It's not a primary focus. So the first couple of weeks I did, um, I did say to my staff, I'm like, look, this is, uh, this is challenging. I can't invest the amount of time that I did beforehand into this. Um, and uh, they're great. They're so, I'm so lucky. They're so talented. And uh, they just got on with it. And, um, you know, I worked really, really hard in the in the first, during lockdown, a few of the first, you know, first kind of uh, months out of lockdown because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to affect this, uh, to invest the time in business once, uh, once you come along. So yeah, I just kind of grafted a little bit and just set things up to be able to be a bit more sustainable. Mm. So again, yeah, like kind of take home points. I just, sometimes nutrition is a priority. Sometimes training is priority. But then other times, you know, other things need to take, you know, that, that focus, but you've cultivated the skill. I've got a structure. I've got something that's consistent. I know that works for me. I feel good. So I just kind of, you know, at the moment, I just kind of keep it, keep it consistent. So uh, it's been it's been okay, mate, and obviously it's been amazing having him around. But the business business side of things, I'm starting to get back into a little bit more kind of structured work now. So Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Again, obviously, what I'm hearing is some of your some of your interesting points around um, the the eyeballing the food, mate. And obviously, you've you know you've worked as a performance nutritionist for oh, it must be at least over a decade or probably more, haven't you? And then obviously running your own nutrition. There's those little skills that you may have tracked certain things in the past and once that's kind of in the memory bank you may only have then a few breakfasts and things that you're going to use and obviously the the quality is high but then the diversity of your own nutrition kind of plan if we can call it that at the moment might might not be there but then that that reduces the decision fatigue and then you can put it together and and I'm you know obviously I'm not I'm not an, a new dad like you but when I have conversations with people about tracking food and stuff like that it's often useful uh to 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 do a few meals if there's ones that you think uh you need to get your head around and then you can then you know you have a roster and then i might pull my phone out and do do one or two during the week or or i've started to put the odd screenshot on instagram and a few people have asked me questions of why i'm doing it and i'm like well it's actually just a new meal or a new snack for me that i've put together and i just kind of want to know you know ballpark where the calories are and the and the protein and the fiber and then it's i can you know i can either save it down in my mind or or i can write it down and then i've got another i've got another tool in that main meal toolbox um so so you know that's really yeah nailed it but you but you going through that process i think i see a lot of time people won't won't do that they won't track, they won't enter it into my fitness path to see it and then adjust that to make sure like, oh, okay, that 
that was way too much food that made me feel like bloated, foggy or whatever, or mm. actually I was starving after that. Mm. So I'll adjust it and get it into that kind of Goldilocks porridge, just the right amount. And then like you say, it's in the full box. I know, you know, on my plate, this is what it looks like. In my bowl, this is what it looks like. So then you don't necessarily, yeah, you might be like 10, 15, 20 calories out, but it doesn't really matter. But if you're 250 to 300 calories out, then that can affect food choices later on in that day, training performance, whatever. But let's like say you get it and then put it in a toolbox, but you've got to earn the right to eyeball. You've got to cultivate that skill. Um, and what I see is a lot of people don't do that. Um, and then that's when they can get a little bit confused or, or not necessarily make progress. So yeah, mate, that's what, that's what I've done. And you say, got a, got a few, uh, <laughs> a few regular Tesco online orders, just add it to the, add it to the, uh, exactly. add it to the shopping bag and then the same thing comes every week. So uh, yeah, exactly. Make it simple. And, and again, like you said, just getting the training in, uh, you, you know, that you want to obviously keep under tension to hold on to some muscle, but you're not exactly needing to um you know Im- improve pbs and do some of your olympic lifts and things like that you know to to the level that you were doing beforehand so it's you know it's smart and there's no bells and whistles to it but it's good to break these things down in these longer form conversations because it gives someone the opportunity to hang their hat on it and understand what you know what a professional does too you've got new challenges in your environment um and like you said you just want to keep keep your nutrition simple reduce decision fatigue similar to the training that's going to help your output um, and it's yeah these are important conversations to have because I think then people get they get worried you know you and I probably speak to people like this all the time they they do get very overwhelmed um, yeah. and, and they find it hard to start somewhere um, so again I think you just pick those two variables there around uh, meal patterns and, and training intensity and volume and, and you move forward oh, um, mate. cool so mate I think um, it'll be, it'll be good to have a bit of a conversation um, about you know, this whole, if, if we can use the term, this new world of working, obviously you have an established business that a huge part of it was online anyway, before before the pandemic. I knew, I knew obviously when, when, when we met a few years ago, you, you were seeing clients and stuff one-to-one, but it'd be brilliant to hear how, how you cultivated that online side of your business. And then obviously through the pandemic, um, was it was it literally okay it's all working we're just going to continue to grow work with great people or were there some challenges in there um you know during these last few months it was uh i wish it was that easy like oh yeah everything's good let's just keep going but um no when lockdown hit i was i think like everybody i was incredibly anxious i uh went through a couple of weeks of yeah, really struggling in terms of what I was going to do, how am I going to work? Because yeah, a lot of our stuff was online, but not as much as you kind of think. We had, you know, we were seeing people face to face in clinics in the in London and in the gyms, and being in presence around in the gym was a big part of the business. Now I'm obviously having to switch that, but after I kind of sorted myself out um, and, and give myself a good talking to, I basically when I first started, when I first come out of football, I wanted to create this online platform where you know, people can kind of go to and there's there's information on there that's trusted for this type of thing. Like people wanting to perform well, it's CrossFit, gym, like more resistance training, um, and not have to kind of go down the Google and Wikipedia rabbit hole of trying to figure out what to do. Um, however, back in the day, I didn't have the resources of knowledge, etc. But I thought this is the perfect time to, to do that. So I literally buried myself for a few months and built what we call now the PH Hub, which is 
which is an online platform which gives you like a customizable nutrition plan, you know, and you can you can use this to, to kind of follow strictly or you can kind of use it to kind of just guide your choices. But the real value is that we have recipe packs, we have online programs for specific areas. So if you got injured, we're going to be an injury nutrition program and you can work your way through it. And there's weightlifting nutrition and, you know, men- eating around your menstrual cycle and fiber, protein habits, like these things that really make a difference to your nutrition. For clients that have been on a nutrition program, it was the next step. You know, and you can't continually be on plan 365 days a year. So it was like, okay, I've got my plan, I'm pretty good, but I actually want to improve my weightlifting. Cool, you come on to this and you can work your way through this program. I've got injured, what do I do? You know, okay, well, you can work your way through this. And it was just trying to create something that was really, really valuable for people, but it was accessible. So, you know, I wanted to create something that it's only £10 a month and uh, you can just go on and the, the content on there is, is, is now being built out to a level where I think it's incredible value. But it gives people everything that they need uh, rather than having to kind of pick and choose but follow some random diet and then they follow for 30 days and then don't know what to do next. And I'm sure you see this with people as well. Like they commit and then they kind of like, well, the next step is often the most important thing. You know, they, they lose motivation or they, they get a little bit lost of, oh, I can't sustain this. So it was challenging, but through lockdown, I built this and then we've slowly now, let's say transitioned a lot of our, probably 90% of our stuff online. Um, and it's been really successful. We're, we're tying it into gyms, we're helping people out um, and just simplifying the, the confusing world of nutrition. And I know that's what me and you, you know, both kind of really try to hammer home that uh, it, it, it don't need to be super complex, you know, all the time. Yeah, there's times where we do need to dial things in, but most of the time it's about simplifying um but we wanted to, to to create something that people can be uh be dipping in and out of as well like i talked about reprioritizing nutrition don't expect the people to be 100 percent on nutrition plans the whole time you might really dial things in in january or before holiday or for a wedding or competition or whatever and then the other times you just need to kind of be ticking along so it's been really exciting uh, we've taken on a couple of new coaches as well but, um Chloe and, and Tom, um, additions to, to Patricia and Bex and Lara at the moment. So it's been exciting uh, in terms of, you know, the progression. But, yeah, onwards and upwards, mate. So uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's been fantastic for me because it's allowed me to be a bit more sustainable with my business. So yeah, yeah. Out of COVID is a little bit of a positive. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, it's interesting and it's it sounds like obviously a very dynamic service and it's good to have you on because I know part of what you do and the and the people that you look after, they are passionate about lifting weights, uh, CrossFit. I know CrossFit is kind of there's so many different amalgamations now and gyms that obviously aren't affiliated but still doing these workouts that include uh, barbells, dumbbells, uh, running, cycling or well, not cycling but you know the endurance side. Yeah. Um, all these kind of circuit training based things and then there are strength elements and we were talking about it off the call um, when when someone's committing to either trying to put on muscle or um, you know going in and enjoying weightlifting and and just getting better with their performances their their lifting or their pulling more and more people everyday people everyday athletes if that's what we want to call it 
are doing it and becoming passionate about that that sport if we can use that or that that way of training and and I like how you know you and your coaches have put so much time on the gym floor mate in these in these crossfit gyms and these functional spaces we've met there many times we've trained at some around around london and obviously you've taken your experiences there and then put this on online um and and then people like you said can dip in and out whereas i don't know too many other people in in the sports nutrition industry or the performance nutrition industry that have the experience that 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 you have in these in these facilities and that can look after those types of clients specifically you know so i think that's (laughs) no but you put in the time and that's it's i think you're if i'm reflecting on some of my other guests in sports nutrition we've had some that are in elite sport we've had some that are in endurance sport we've had some that are um you know guys that work with rugby and 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 girls too but i think um you know i don't want to just label it as crossfit we can put in weightlifting because now there's there's people using these weightlifting gyms that you would see only athletes going to really who yeah. are who were doing it for a living you know people yeah. are, are getting in there and trying to progress and then obviously as you know it tortures the nervous system the immune system you need to feel your best when you're getting under the bar and you guys are there to kind of work people through that nutritionally it's it's an interesting uh area that you've carved out there mate yeah mate you well thank you very much but like like you talked about there i don't think crossfit is a niche okay i think people kind of say like oh yeah crossfit you know you do crossfit i'm like yeah but crossfit is like an amalgamation of so many different things like different energy systems different techniques and whatever whereas if you're going to do like i don't know cycling you know, if you're doing like a time trial or if you're doing, you know, marathon, like that's a really specific thing. You're working on specific energy systems. Like, you know, there's research, you know, for years and years and years on this about how to, to structure your nutrition. Whereas CrossFit, like you say, you could have a running workout one day and then the next day you're snatching and the next day you're doing a hit workout. So for me, it was really hard to try and find, and it's taken years to try and find, like, say, a, a, a a nutrition program or coaching that, that actually kind of like ticks all of the boxes. Um, so what we tried to do was, um, like you say, create something that people can dip in out of if they want to improve their gymnastics. Cool, you can follow the like, uh, the specific advice for gymnastic programming. Mm. You want to improve your weightlifting, you can go on and do the course for that. You know, I understand that not everybody needs one-to-one nutrition coaching. And so what I tried to create was something that people can dip in out of and if they need to it's like pt not everyone needs pt but everyone kind of wants to, to exercise so you know that's what we wanted to, to try and do because everybody needs a little bit of guidance and it needed to be done from people that have actually done it you know i, I think it, we don't really i don't really coach people on i don't know um for example uh we've got something on um, on gut health but i don't really do something on like you know disease or or skin yeah nutrition because i don't really i don't really know anything about that but i know what it takes to to get up at 6 a.m and put a barbell over your head Mm. so when i write about this i've done it i've been there i understand the pitfalls and you know now writing stuff about sleep deprivation trying to drain (laughs) you know like you say you've got to to try and find a nutrition coach i think or someone that's done what you what you know has kind of been there and done it and and got the t-shirt so yeah, for me, CrossFit is is a great thing, and like I said, there's lots of different gyms now with different variations of it. Um, 
you know, but again, it's, it's this, get your basics done, get the, the kind of fundamentals and then you can just like pick and choose, you know, like specific goals. But it's a really hard thing to, to try and give advice for someone that is doing something so varied. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what we tried to, tried to do, mate, try and simplify that whole process yeah there's many moving parts and I, and I think again um you you did a fantastic video on on your instagram about eating on rest days and things like that but would you say um uh, one of the main things that you, that you maybe discuss off the bat with people is they may come in obviously with this new kind of weightlifting goal or wanting to do really well in their functional movement classes their crossfit classes whatever you want to call it but then they also do have this this eye on what the media might be saying about sugar or fat or um you know they're trying to 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 be lean to and 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 it's obviously it's hard if you're trying to focus if your dot's trying to be in the middle and do all of these things performance health body composition um is you know it's it ultimately in my mind you're you're obviously a bit more of a specialist but i think then the performances lifting things off the ground carrying things pulling yourself they they will suffer because um, it's still the the calories are still king in my mind. The fueling yeah. still important because it it's it's full body approach that isn't it. The second you're grabbing a barbell, you're carrying something, you're pulling your body up, you're holding your body in a straight arm position. All of these movements, um, you know they 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 require a lot of fuel and like you said, you're moving between different energy sources. Yeah, I, I you're actually right. I think when I first started in in CrossFit, especially there was a bit of a a bit, a bit of a apprehension about eating carbohydrates paleo and you know was it was quite hard you know, even though that's not low carb but people make it low carb yeah um it's that was quite prevalent zone diet stuff like this low carb you know and then it started to kind of switch into ketogenic stuff people started to kind of experience that but then as more and more research has come out like they even you know we now know that we need to perform at our best you need carbohydrates and i think there's been a bit of a shift in the last year, I think people are now understanding the importance of carbs from an energy point of view, from recovery, immune function, etc. So I think it's good. Um, and I, I think there's a lot more research on this type of exercise kind of modality now, like, um, you know, even CrossFit specific research studies. Mm. So back, at the, you know, back when I first started four or five years ago, there was nothing. Mm. nothing out there so you're trying to derive information from different research studies but actually it's very unique so now i think there's a bit bit, bit better understanding um but like you say people I, I think still now are massively like pushing themselves to maybe double training or really intense training but then you have all of these other stresses as well work life social life kids you know, and they're training to a level where it's almost mimicking an elite athlete, like, you know, maybe two, three hours a day. Mm. But an elite athlete doesn't have to do all of the stuff that you do as well. It doesn't have to nine to five. And, you know, so you just see this compounding stress cup develop and people, you know, I think people can uh, can burn out and or not make progress. And then that causes more stress. So, yeah, I think, I think the CrossFit thing has been amazing. And, uh, but I think that, it has cultivated a little bit of a uh, of a, a there's a bit of a culture of kind of like you know more is better uh, and you need to be training all the time and you know your rest days are active rest days where you do like a 60 minute emon yeah um, <laughs> and I'm like whoa, whoa 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 like this is not rest so yeah uh, it's just for a walk. trying to educate people on yeah. that like 
just go for a walk or something in the sun if you can. That yeah, low cool. and slow, man. Like, you know, yeah. don't necessarily just sit on your ass watching Netflix, but uh, I think everyone in the world's completed Netflix now after lockdown, isn't they? I don't think there's anything else left to watch. Uh, Maybe I'll use that soundbite when I put it on social media. I might just use that 10 seconds. And so. <laughs> yeah. Mate, we have completed Netflix with a newborn now, definitely. I think we're going yeah. back over and, yeah. and replaying everything. Yeah. But, yeah good and i think if people that are listening to this do do follow uh crossfit and some of these athletes because obviously now the goes without saying youtube instagram these athletes obviously can push their uh their training their own personalities they're gonna they're gonna make money from this they're also obviously um just trying to give you a bit of a, of a story of their journeys and i i do i do like it and it's interesting and i will pop on to the odd one especially now some of the top you know the real the real top male and female in the sport um you know they're always got a camera and things on them but it is important to understand that um you know the the these individuals are are i don't know they're they're hard workers they've got you know incredible genetics and also what works for them may not necessarily work for you and that's why i wanted to get you on mate because it's kind of shining a light on actually if if you are enjoying this kind of training or you're new to it and you're seeing all these people do these things um the way they're training the way they're eating and then they're saying to you you know a few of them are kind of going out their lanes a bit and saying you know this is my day of nutrition and things like that and some people will pick pick it up and run with it and do it themselves so you know, if you want to work with coaches that have been and are still in that environment and are qualified and you've you've got a, a great range of coaches in your team too, haven't you, like you said, um, I think it's it is the way forward. And because your your hub, for example, is is quite dynamic, you can pick it up and run with it for a while or you can titrate things down. Um it's it's a very useful service if you if you do find yourself doing that form of training or going to these facilities more than three times a week because like yeah. you said you can just keep adding another day can't you it's interesting yeah. oh i'm just going to go to this light class i've now put on or i'm going to go to this weightlifting class or at the weekends now i'm going to do a back-to-back session and and then you end up doing eight nine ten hours of training um that, that yeah. are obviously quite intense so it's yeah. important to, to realize that and you think oh god if this person can do this and eat this way and how come it's not working for me? You know, cut through that and speak to a professional about it. Well, that, that's it, buddy. Like, it's just getting a little bit of guidance and, and understanding that what these guys have done, the, the athletes, and that they've slowly increased. You know, there's a, there's a, a RP strength talk about this. It's their maximal recoverable volume. Like they did, they you know, back when I even when I first started, like double double training was uh, was the norm. Okay, for like a two, three days a week for, for some of these athletes. But now, the CrossFit athletes, if you're not training like two, three times a day, you know, working on different things and then mobilizing and all of this type of stuff, you're going to get left behind. But they, they haven't just jumped in on that. They've slowly increased it, like that progressive overload. So what we see is that, let's say people maybe consume this and this content and think, oh, I, I want to be doing this and I should, should be training all the time. And... The problem with, with, with CrossFit, and I know we're talking about CrossFit a lot, but the, the problem with training in general is that now everybody wants to be good at everything. There's gymnastics, weightlifting, cardio, strength, you know, whatever it is. You know, and then, oh, you've got to play sport and you've got to run triathlons. And the problem is, is that there's only a certain amount of time in the day, and, and I think people can get a little bit, like, overwhelmed. But I've got to be good at everything. Like, that's what – I mean, I've been guilty of myself. You know, oh, I want to get better at weightlifting. I want to snatch this, and 
oh, my gymnastics is lacking now. Oh, I'll do a gymnastics program. I need to tag that on. And all of a sudden, your sessions end up like two hours, two and a half hours. And you're looking at yourself going, oh, yeah, I'm going to do then cardio in the evening. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. I've been there. And it's uh, it, it's just another thing that you need to kind of say, maybe having working with a professional like yourself or even just getting advice from someone in that in that kind of um, in, you know, who's in that environment to be like, look, you need to take a step back and focus on X, Y, Z, and that's going to make your progress quicker. Um, because uh, yeah, like I say, just just diving in and following kind of what people are doing on social media these days is it's intense. And look, these guys are incredible. We work with some of the uh, Elliot and Jamie Simmons um, and uh, a few others, Andre Hudo, who are incredible athletes but they also consume uh quite a lot of calories and what we find with the everyday athlete is that they'll try to do the volume and then be a little bit scared about eating yeah so they're not they're not fueling for the work required they're they're kind of training this much and then like being like ah well i'll just kind of grab a little wrap or something like this from uh from prep and you know, then there's just this compounding effect where it affects other areas of your life. Like, you know, mood is low, sleep is poor, maybe sex drive is uh, is diminished, and all these other start things start to kind of uh, you know occur. And it's not what we want. We want to want to help you kind of be the best in and out of the gym. Yeah, yeah. And as as you say, without sounding too corny, mate, achieve your potential. Under your as yeah, mate, as, well, as, yeah, your, no, as PH London nutrition would say. So uh, <laughs> we wanted to yeah, a bit corny, but no, um, you're right. Yeah, it's kind of come it's come full circle, isn't it? Um, and I think you know I'm 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 always that big believer in if if you do want to train hard, train often. You know you you have to, and some people are lucky with their immune system, but then some people obviously do work on it. But you need the ability to to have a robust immune system, and you need the ability to eat a lot and clear it you know have uh, a normal digestion whatever that means you know we still don't know exactly what a healthy gut looks like and 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 the blueprint for it but anyone that that's doing these things that that's turning up all the time immune system ability to eat a lot and digest it and sleep well you know you you dig into these people and that's 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 how they do it um so so that's the main thing I wrote a blog article on how to eat more calories. Oh yeah, I'll I'll put that in the yeah, show notes, mate. Mate, it's uh, it, it, people just think, oh, just you know, if you're trying to fuel for optimal performance or you're trying to gain muscle, um, in the hub we've done something called hard gainers, and uh, but I wrote a blog article on how to eat more calories, and people just think, oh, just eat more volume, and actually, like you say, it's very challenging to eat enough to fuel if you're doing very intense exercise. Maybe if you're an endurance athlete, you know, and you've got to your output is very, very high, you know, and obviously when you're doing endurance stuff like triathlons, Ironman, whatever, your your training block is quite longer, but it's a lot longer than maybe a, a strength athlete. So how do you fit all of these calories in? So kind of try to be a bit, you know, similar look. That, that, that's a good thing, a 30,000 foot view, just looking down on it and not just be like, ah, just eat more. Like it's a bit lazy, that recommendation. So mm. yeah, we dive into a few strategies simple things I'll give a couple of you know quick pointers to be like make mashed potato instead of like boiled potatoes or wedges yeah. it's so much easier to eat mashed potato make stick things in like a wrap like or you know like slow cook meats or use mince 
like I'm sure everybody's like how much you can eat when it's a burrito yeah. as opposed to like an actual fillet steak or like a sirloin. Yeah. I you know you I reckon you get like XL burrito no problem. Yeah. And, uh, the texture isn't like it? Is like, yeah. Sorry. The texture and the consistency that's such a that's such a, a useful point. Hundred percent. Like so we 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 talk about how to do that just rather than just saying like ah oh, lazy recommendation eat more. Good. So, Good. I'll link to that in the show notes, mate. And I always find I was, I was speaking to a friend the other day about this as well. And he was asking about, oh, you know, maybe I need to add in more carbohydrates if we just shine the light on that for a second. Um, and I just said the the barometer to think about is um, because, you know, he's 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 got a young family as well, a little girl. And, um, you know, what do you feel like on Thursday or Friday uh, when you're when you're engaging in your training sessions? Do you feel like you can crush it? And then he's a bit like, actually, you know, it's quite a lot of life load by then, you know, Fridays, he's worked a week, you know, dad, uh, and trained obviously two, three, four times already. So I'm saying, you know, if, if you work on eating more and adapting your gut to be able to clear that and, and, and hopefully have enough energy by Friday, when you're doing your hill session, like you just get, takes a, takes a rucksack, he lives in Suffolk and climbs, climbs up and down a hill, you know, your barometer is, is, are you feeling energized to get through that session when you're into the latter part of your week? And if not, then, it, then you know, the blanket, like, eat more, uh, we can break it down a little bit. We can be like, right, where are you going to get more food in, more calories in? So then that Friday session, you can feel 8, 9 out of 10, and, and you can perform and you can you can get the duration and the incline in. So yeah. there's always something yeah, to practically yeah. come back to. Um, but look, if you are interested, lovely people in, you know, the reason why I got Liam is on because, you know, we talk behind the scenes, very experienced performance nutritionist and and like I said, you, you're, you specialize. It's obviously not all you do, but you do specialize in working with people that are into weightlifting, strength training, um, more specifically than, than a lot of other practitioners I know. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's yeah. really, that's really brilliant, mate. So I'll link to your, your article, mate, your hub that you spoke about where people can, is, is that, um, like a, like a monthly, so does someone, someone sign up for that? And then, and then monthly, obviously you can work through content and things. Is that how that works? Or do you take on like exactly, a mate. longer period yeah, of time? Exactly 10 pounds, cancel any time. You can work through all the courses each month. We release new stuff. We've got new courses, like coming out, new downloads, new resources. We have monthly Q and A's on, on specific topics. Great. Um, we've got an injury nutrition one coming up. We've got advice for specific sports. So like a lot of our clients, Although they do strength training, gym stuff, they might be playing rugby or sport or football or hockey or whatever. So, got some, some advice coming out on that. Um, some some gut health stuff as well, and uh, and then yeah, some real female specific uh, nutrition um, advice. Great. Uh, from our coach Bex, which is coming out very very soon. So yeah, each month there's just new new content on there. It takes over. So yeah, no no contract, no 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 locking people in. Any <laughs> time. So. Brilliant, mate. Yeah, no, you're definitely a hard worker, and it's uh, yeah, it's good to stay in touch. And it's good to get you on to shine a light on what you guys do, and then hopefully, um, mate, good. I love the podcast. Follow and engage. The great guests, uh, some really you know, much more educated people than me um, on here with some real good insights. So now, yeah, mate, pleasure to be pleasure to see your face as well. Good to see your face. I know. No, you're more than welcome. And you're like people can't see this because obviously audio, but you've got a really good calming nice little desk set up there i need to i need to sort things out how to move my drawing rack out of the way before i press record on mine <laughs> yeah. but we'll figure it out we'll figure it out but no look lovely Mate, people the rest of the house is just carnage is yeah behind it just, my office is just like right nothing's coming in here yeah so, uh, good 
Good, cool. All right, guys. Well, look, look we'll, we'll stop wanging on. Everything you need is in the show notes. So uh, PH Nutrition's uh, website, the hub, um, Liam's article on how to eat more calories. And then I'm sure you can find more about the team and the services there. I know you, you've got your Instagram with your, with your videos. And, and I know you do a, a veg challenge as well in, in eating a colourful diet. That's quite an interesting we thing. Do, yeah. Um, we're going to probably say uh, the next one will probably be launched in January, a five-colour challenge. Good. Um, yeah, so happy days. Fab. All right, lovely people. Um, thanks for listening. Stay in touch. And as always, if you like the show, please share it with someone and we'll speak soon.